All right. So in preparation for the February workshop, which is coming up, not this coming week, but the week after that, I am going to talk about five different things that will be very relevant when we get to the workshop. Okay. So I'm going to talk about whether you can write your book in 90 days or less, how to get reviews for your book, um, the best way to approach story, which is not plot first, just so you know. Um, another mistake that I see authors making a lot when it comes to how they reveal things in their story. And finally, book ads, because we all know that marketing is a thing. Okay. This is actually going to be kind of a short episode. I'm just going to do a little blurb about each one in preparation for the workshop, but I hope you'll stick with me and maybe you'll actually learn something. Welcome to the Prolific Author Podcast. Let's face it, readers read fiction to feel emotion and be transported and transformed. In this ongoing digital revolution, where online marketing is always in flux, the only way to create a sustainable author business and live off your royalties is to write transformational stories, market at every stage of the author journey, and cultivate a loyal audience of readers. Fortunately, there's never been more opportunity to make a living as a fiction author. Hi, I'm Liesl Hill, USA Today bestselling author and story clarity coach. When I'm not dictating my own stories about dragons, serial killers, and dystopian worlds, I help other authors write their own transformational fiction, position them as bestsellers, and market them like pros. Join me on the podcast where I give writing tips, marketing how-tos, story advice, and interviews with other authors who are in the trenches just like you and making it work. We are prolific authors. let's talk about whether it is possible to write a book in 90 days or less. You can absolutely write a high quality novel in 90 days or less. Most people don't believe me when I tell them that, and I do understand why. Most people in our industry believe that great writing takes great amounts of time. Most authors don't believe that a high quality novel can be written in less than a year. And of course, this belief might be partially due to our own experience. The very first time that you completed a manuscript, it probably took you a long time, right? And we kind of have to recognize that there's some defensiveness going on there. We think if we can't write any more quickly than that, then nobody can. And if they are, it's because they're putting out inferior work. Okay, so let's talk about each of these beliefs briefly. For the most part, the idea of it taking a long time to write a high-quality manuscript is a throwback to the traditional publishing model, in which they only allowed even the really popular mainstream authors to write one book a year. So as a group, we kind of collectively got it into our heads that writing any faster than that produces low-quality work. But let me ask you something. Did every high-quality, well-loved novel take 12-plus months to write? Of course not. Some of them did, but the vast majority of them didn't. Today, there are hundreds of indie authors that very easily write a novel every 90 days. And guess what? Those books are selling like hotcakes. Now, how about if it really does take you longer than that to write a manuscript? Obviously, there's nothing wrong with that. But let me ask you this. Other than writing a book, what was the last big endeavor you undertook or the last big thing that you learned to do? How long did it really take you to master that thing? The very first time you baked a cake or ran a marathon, did you do it in like 10 seconds flat and boom, you had mastery? Of course not. The first time or you know, usually the first several times we do something, it takes longer because we're feeling our way through it. The same, of course, is true of writing. I mean, look at JK Rowling. It took her five years to write the first Harry Potter book, and that, by far, was the shortest one. It's not until you have a few books under your belt and a better idea of what you're doing that true efficiency in writing finally comes. So what most people do is they finish their first manuscript, and let's say that took them nine months. 
they automatically assume that that's just how long it takes them to write a manuscript. So it always does. The brain is a powerful thing, my friends. If you believe that it is always going to take you six or nine or 12 months or however long to write a manuscript, it always will. But if you train your brain to believe that you can get a book done every 90 days, I'm telling you, you will be able to do it. People do it all the time. So what is the secret to moving past this limiting belief and achieving more efficiency in our writing? All we have to do is put processes in place that help us move through the steps of writing faster while still retaining the high quality of the story. If we plan what we need to include and have a process that we follow before we even begin, we'll move through the steps of writing a book much more quickly and without accidentally leaving out something that's essential. So let me ask you, what's more important? Remaining defensive and protective about your current writing speed or being open-minded enough to improve your writing so that you can create your backlist quickly and live off your fiction royalties? Do you want to keep writing at the pace you currently are? Or would you rather take control of your author career and see success you never even dreamed of before? Well, here's the thing. In February, the 7th through the 11th to be specific, I am holding a free workshop for fiction authors. It's entitled, How to Build a Fiction Empire You Can Live Off Of Without Guessing, Wasting Money, or Taking Years. So if you're interested in learning more about how to turn out amazing works of fiction every 90 days, click the button below and join the workshop. Start 2022 outright by giving your writing dreams a leg up. I hope to see you there. Now we're going to talk about reviews. This tends to be a little bit of a mystery for new authors who have no idea how to go about getting reviews for their books. So let's talk about that. If you're a fiction author, getting dozens and eventually hundreds of reviews on your books doesn't have to be hard. I do understand why you think it does have to be. A lot of authors in our space will tell you that it is. Maybe you've even published a book or two and maybe gotten a handful of reviews here or there, but overall, when you hit publish, you just hear crickets, right? But here's the thing. Best-selling indie authors like Andrea Pearson and Mark Dawson, they know how to get hundreds of reviews on their books in only a few weeks. There are some indie authors out, out there who can do that in only a few days. And we're not talking about big name mainstream authors like Stephen King, okay? These are normal everyday indie authors just like you and me. Now, maybe they're a little bit further along in their writing journey, but the point is they're doing it. It is possible. And if they can do it, you can do it. The secret is purposely putting the right processes into place to make sure that these reviews come. The reason other authors might have told you that it was hard is because they don't know what these processes are either. So much of what we do in the indie author space is just shooting into the dark and hoping for the best, but it doesn't have to be that way. You can do specific things that will give you specific and predictable results. So you can either keep shooting in the dark and hope that eventually a review or two will stand out amongst the crickets, or you can learn a process that will give you concrete results for book reviews that you can count on. Which would you prefer? This February, the 7th through the 11th, I'm giving a free workshop for fiction authors called How to Build a Fiction Empire You Can Live Off Without Guessing, Wasting Money, or Taking Years. If you want to learn more about how to get reviews quickly and easily, click the button below and join the workshop. Start 2022 outright by giving your writing dreams a leg up. Hope to see you there. All right, next, let's talk about the best way to approach story. In fiction writing, planning your plot first is really not the best way to approach your story. In fact, it may end up stagnating you before you even really get started. 
Now, I'm not saying that plot isn't important. In fact, it's essential. We can't have a story or a fiction book without plot, right? So I totally understand why people think plot is primary. It's the first thing we always talk about and think about when writing a story. It's often the first thing we plan. And anytime anyone has a conversation about a book, they usually talk about it in terms of the plot, right? But let me ask you this. Have you ever read a book or perhaps seen a film that you really wanted to like for one reason or another? You know, maybe it had a great premise, you know, good bones, lots of action, uh, great sci-fi world, you know, whatever the case may be. But for some reason, you just couldn't get into it. Or maybe when you got to the end, you just kind of went, eh, you know, it was okay. So my point is, we've all had an experience like that with some form of entertainment, right? And the point is, all of those stories, clearly, they had to have plots, but we still didn't connect with them as deeply and, and completely as we would have liked. So clearly, plot is not the only thing, or maybe the thing at all, that really hooks the reader and helps them connect to the story. Okay, so if it's not the plot, then what is it? The answer is emotion. It is the internal change in the character that really hooks the reader, that will really connect your audience to your story. So once again, plot, even though it's awesome, even though it's important, is not the thing that's actually driving the story forward. In fact, as a driver of the narrative, the plot is actually somewhat incidental. People just don't realize that. Now, there are specific ways to construct the emotion and the inner transformation that really have very little to do with the plot itself. But what I will tell you is that if you construct this internal arc first, the plot will fall much more easily and naturally into place. And you will be shocked how quickly and completely your story just forms for you. I think you're gonna be amazed. On the other hand, if you keep trying to force the plot first, you're leaving a lot of, um, well, emotion on the table. But think about what I just said. If you're leaving the emotion at a level that's too light, if you will, then the audience is not going to connect with your story the way that they should, the way that you want them to. Okay, so they're not going to come back to it. They're not going to leave as good of reviews. And you're not gonna get as many people reading and loving the story, okay? So when you leave emotion on the table, it's not just emotion you're leaving on the table, it's also downloads, fans, and royalties that should be going into your bank account. So do you want to keep crafting stories the way you currently are? Or would you like to learn to craft what I call transformational stories that your audience simply will not be able to get enough of? Well, this February, the 7th through the 11th, I am holding a free workshop for fiction authors. It is called How to Build a Fiction Empire Quickly Without Guessing, Wasting Money, or Taking Years. If you want to learn more about how to craft transformational stories and really, really connect with your audience, then uh, click the link below and join the workshop. Give your writing dreams a leg up this year in 2022. Start them out right by training yourself how to become a better author. I hope to see you there. Okay, now this next one is all about a mistake that I see a lot of authors making, especially in their first few books, when it comes to being able to hook their reader and pull them through the story. So many fiction authors try to stay as vague as possible throughout their story, storing up all their information for a final big reveal. I'm here to tell you that that is the worst way to keep your readers hooked and turning pages. I understand why you would think withholding is the way to go. I mean, after all, we want to put shocking twists and turns into our stories, right? 
we don't want to reveal too much too soon and have our readers guess what the big reveal is going to be. And we're afraid that if we leave too many breadcrumbs, we're going to end up giving away the farm. However, let me call your attention to a little story that you should all be familiar with, The Princess Bride. I'm going to be talking more about the movie than the book in this case. So let me ask you this. What is the most compelling storyline in that film? Sure, the romance is sweet, uh, lots of swashbuckling action going on, and certainly there's lots of comedy. But most people would say that the most compelling storyline, the most powerful one, has to do with Inigo finally being able to face off with the Six-Fingered Man. And of course, we could go into all kinds of discussions about the psychology of it and why that's the most compelling. You know, it's um, dealing with justice in the wake of a murder. It's 20 years in the making. We want to see Inigo, who we've come to love, you know, this character triumph. We want to see the murderous bad guy go down. All of that is true. Here's the real point. We wouldn't want all of that. We wouldn't even know we wanted all of that unless the writer had given us the details of Inigo's story early on. Pretty much from the first moment we see Inigo, we learn his life's mission, his role in the story, his history, and you know how he wants to hunt down the man who killed his father. Then after that, as the film proceeds, they pretty much rub our noses in it constantly, scene after scene. They cram it down our throats. Pick your favorite analogy there, okay? And they do this through this rhyme that he says over and over throughout the movie. You know what it is. I know you're thinking it in your mind right now. My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. But the point is, pretty much the first time we learn anything about Inigo in one of the first scenes of the film, they actually tell us how it's going to end because they set it up that way. They tell us the history and they tell us what he's trying to do. And the audience intuitively knows that eventually he's going to get the opportunity to do it. So that scene when he faces off with the six-finger man is the most powerful scene in the entire film. And it's because it was set up that way and we got so much information along the way. So this is how it works. The human brain cannot latch on to what it doesn't know. It connects very deeply and automatically with patterns and with intrigue, with mysteries and questions, which means that the more clues you drop about where your story is going, the more your reader is going to be intrigued and want to see how it turns out, and the less they're going to be able to put down your story, even if they have a pretty good idea where it's going. So what this means is that you want to give more information, not less, as you move throughout your story and toward that big reveal. And hence, being vague and storing up all that information leading up to the big reveal actually leaves them bored and not knowing what to expect. And so it's not going to be anywhere near as powerful when they actually get there. And that's if they stick with the story and get there. Now, there are specific ways that you can plan how to unfold this slowly, keep your readers really, really engaged and just salivating for more without actually giving away the big reveal. So you can either keep withholding the juicy tidbits of your story and just pray that the audience sticks with you until the end, or you can learn specific strategies for ensuring that they will. So do you want to keep writing your stories the old way? Or would you rather learn to craft what I call transformational stories that will keep your reader hooked from the beginning to the end and coming back again and again to everything you ever write? The choice is yours, my friend. To this end, I am giving a free workshop for fiction authors February 7th through 11th. It is called How to Build a Fiction Empire You Can Live Off of Without Guessing, Wasting Money, or Taking Years. So do yourself a favor. Start 2022 outright by giving your writing dreams a leg up. I hope to see you there. Okay, and finally, let's talk about ads for fiction books, everyone's favorite topic. If you're a fiction author, 
ads to sell your books don't have to be expensive or hard. I understand why you might think that they are. We are constantly bombarded in our space with horror stories about having our bank accounts drained by ad platforms. We're sometimes told that we have to drop a whole bunch of money up front just to figure out how to get them to work for us, right? Maybe you've even taken a stab at Facebook or BookBub or Amazon ads and you just could not figure them out, couldn't get them to work for your books. Well, before you throw your hands up and admit defeat, I want to ask you something. Are there authors out there that get ads to work for them? Or are they a bust for everyone all the time? No, of course they're not. There are lots of authors out there who get the ads to work for them. They've simply put in the time to learn how. Here's the thing I'm gonna tell you. Learning how to set up an ad or how the platform works is, well, I'm not gonna call it the easy part. It's more like the tedious part, but it's definitely not the part that's going to get you results from your ads. You have to have ads strategies in place. And by that, I mean, you have to know what to do, when to do it, how many, how to read the data, all of that. That is the strategy that will help you to succeed at ads. And believe me, I've been where you are. For years, I tried everything, just kind of random things, testing here and there. I mean, it was pretty much throwing spaghetti against the wall and hoping something stuck, right? And I could never get them to work for me. I could never sustain any kind of income, even, even a really small one month after month, right? They just weren't working for me. But as soon as I had a strategy, as soon as I had a step-by-step -step process for what to do when, and I simply showed up and did it, boom, instantly the ads were working for me. I now get usually about a 4x return on my ad spend. So you have to understand that if you just keep trying random things, you know, or throwing your hands up and swearing off ads and saying they're never going to work for your books, you're going to have a really hard time making money on your books, okay? We all know how much competition there is in the marketplace and ads are just an absolute must these days. I said this recently on a podcast, but throwing spaghetti against the wall is not an ad strategy, okay? You're never going to succeed doing that. So do you want to keep believing that ads are super hard and expensive and are never going to work for you? Or do you want to learn processes and strategies that will help get your fiction in front of the right readers who want to buy it, who have their fingers poised over that one-click buy button, okay? They, they are just waiting for your books to come to them. Well, to that end, I am holding a free workshop for fiction authors, February 7th through 11th. It's called How to Build a Fiction Empire Quickly Without Guessing, Wasting Money, or Taking Years. So if you're interested in learning more about how to get ads to work for your books, proven practices, then click the button below and join the workshop. Start 2022 outright by giving your writing dreams a leg up. I hope to see you there. Okay, so I hope that all of that that I talked about was helpful. I, I hope it kind of whetted your appetite and got you kind of fired up for the workshop that will be February 7th through 11th. If you still have not registered yet, you can do so by going to bit.ly forward slash fiction empire. That's bit.ly forward slash fiction empire. And I will also have that link in the show notes. Okay, so everyone have a great week. Have lots of fun writing this week. I hope you will consider coming to the workshop. I would love to see you there. Now go forth and write amazing stories. And remember, there is always a market for awesome. See you next week. Me again. Before you go, if you found value in this episode, I would love it if you could leave me a review. Reviews are the best way to show your appreciation and help others find this podcast. Be sure to screenshot it, share it on your favorite social media network, and tag me at LK Hill Books. 
Remember, the world needs your stories. Only you can change someone's heart with your fire-breathing dragons, your mind-blowing mysteries, your epic romances, and your intense thrillers. So join the revolution and be a prolific author.